It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to today's episode of the Locked on Reds podcast. Today, we're going to get to Trevor Bauer becoming a Los Angeles Dodger and what that means for the Reds moving forward. This this season is going to be interesting because of everything that the Reds have lost and how little that they have added, at least to this point. Uh, we'll talk about that. We're, we're going to talk about some more stuff, talk about D. Gordon and a couple of things like that as the week progresses. But today, I wanted to focus on Trevor Bauer. So before we get into all of that, though, make sure that you are subscribed. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you this offseason. Plenty more information. We're getting into the spring training with storylines coming up. I'm going to give you things to watch for as the spring unfolds. So you're not going to want to miss anything. Make sure that you are subscribed on whatever platform you're currently listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast on. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. All right, so Trevor Bauer signed the huge mega deal that we all thought he was going to. In fact, he is now the highest paid player in Major League Baseball. He's making $40 million this season. And supposing that he doesn't pitch even better than he did last year and decides that he can make even more money and doesn't opt out of year two, year two in L.A. will pay him $45 million. I, I can't imagine a scenario where he's going to just leave $45 million on the table. So I, I'm guessing he's at least going to be a Dodger for two years. And the third year, uh, you know, whatever. He's got another opt-out after year two. Third year actually goes down to $35 million. Oh, boy. Wow. What's he going to do missing $10 million there? I, I, I'm just kidding. He totally deserves it. Dude has pitched amazing last season, obviously. NL Cy Young Award winner. First ever one for the Cincinnati Reds. And thinking of this whole scenario, is anybody surprised? Did this take anybody by a shocker. We all kind of hoped that the Reds would keep him, but let's be real. The way that we were explaining how the Reds could keep Trevor Bauer, we were trying to explain it with anything but money. You know, we, we, were, we were getting to the point where we were like, boy, I don't know. Trevor really likes the way that the sun hits the left field scoreboard at about 7.30 in the evening in Great American. He doesn't want to miss that. He doesn't want to give that up. Trevor really likes Skyline Chili. You know, we, we, we were trying to figure out anything 
but money because we knew the Reds were not going to be competitive when it came to the offer. In fact, I think I saw a report that said that they offered him like $19 million, which to be honest with you with the fact that the uh, qualifying offer was just a smidge over $18 million, it's kind of a slap in the face, really. Uh, that's kind of, I, I think that's an unconfirmed report, but basically, yeah, I, I don't know that we'll ever know for sure exactly what the Reds offered there, but it wasn't close to 40. You, you could bet the farm on that. So we all knew that this was coming. In fact, this was something that if you remember back whenever the Reds traded for Trevor Bauer and they sent Taylor Trammell to San Diego and they sent Yasiel Puig to Cleveland we all kind of knew that this was more of a rental, more of a going all in for 2020, which is what kind of made that year suck even more because we knew that the Reds were really gunning for it. And those of us fans that were ready to be at the ballpark to cheer that on got that robbed from us from COVID. Hopefully we'll get to be in the ballpark this year, but the whole thing got blown out of whack for the Reds because they were going for it in 2020. Did we really think back then that the Reds were going to keep him? Because even back then, even though he had a tough end to his 2019, I still think we thought of him as too expensive for the Reds to keep past 2020. So if you're surprised now, you, you weren't paying attention. But with that being said, that was a record deal. Absolutely insane. Uh, is that something that I think we've seen enough players sign that in order for him to live up to that deal, he basically has to pitch as good as he did last season, i.e. an ERA under two, but for an entire year. He only had 11 starts last year. Let's call it what it is. That's a third of any typical Major League starter season. Now, he did what he had to do in the time that he was told he had to do it. I'm not faulting him for that, but you're also saying that the Dodgers are going to be paying $40 million to a man that now has to pitch three times as much as what he did last year. And is he going to maintain that level of performance? It'll be interesting to see. Look, here's the thing. I am not mad at Trevor Bauer at all. I'm not looking at this and saying, well, how dare that guy go make money? No, not mad at that at all. I'm going to root for him. I hope he wins the NL Cy Young this year. And I hope the Reds beat the Dodgers in the NLCS. That's, that's what I'm sticking to. All right. Coming up here, the Reds have to figure out what's next. Who is replacing him? And I'm not saying who is winning the Cy Young. I'll tell you that here in just a minute. But before we do, if you have not already taken advantage of this offer, the Bet Online offer still stands. Go on to betonline.ag, set up your account, and enter the promo code LOCKED ON to get 50% more on your initial deposit bonus. Bet Online has all of the best lines on all of the best sports. Now, with the NFL pass, now we're kind of like, oh no, what's happening? There's plenty of college basketball going on, NBA action, and we've got the preseason bets starting to fill in. Like we said, we, we, we've got the odds on winning the NL Central Division. The Reds were ahead, and then the Cardinals went and got Nolan Arenado, and then they jumped ahead. And the Cardinals actually, they are plus 140. The Reds actually became a little bit more of a value. They went from plus 225 to plus 260. 
So if you think that the Reds can win the division, go on to betonline.ag right now and put a couple of bucks down on the Reddos to win the division. And when you do that, sign up and use the promo code Locked On to get 50% more on your initial deposit bonus at betonline.ag. Also, at the top of the show, we talked about our presenting sponsor, Built Bar, and they've got a brand new flavor that you absolutely have to try. I'm not even kidding, guys. Like This box came in the mail from Built Bar, and my wife got a hold of it, opened it up, and immediately started eating them. Like They were amazing. They are coconut brownie chunks. They have literal chunks of brownie in the Built Bar. And you've got the amazing coconut taste. When you take a bite of this, you will have absolutely no clue that you are eating something that's healthy for you. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And the brand new flavor of coconut chocolate brownie chunks has just absolutely magnified that even more. It is the tastiest healthy food that I've ever eaten. Check it out today at BuiltBar.com. And, you know, if you're not into coconut or whatever, I don't understand you. But if you're not into coconut, they've got amazing flavors like peanut butter. They've got amazing fruit flavors like Cherry Barcia, which was my favorite until I had the coconut brownie chunk. Go over to BuiltBar.com, check them out, and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your order from Built Bar. I'm telling you, healthy stuff, amazing taste. Once you eat one, I'm, I'm not going to say once you pop, you can't stop. I think that's trademarked. But once you have one Built Bar, you're going to be hooked for life. Check them out at BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. And before we jump into looking at the Reds pitchers who are left, the ones who stayed, the ones who the Reds still have, Wanted to point out, you got to check out Locked On Today. Locked On Today has all of the coverage from the biggest news in sports. Peter Bukowski, host of the Locked On Packers, also hosts Locked On Today and takes a look at everything that's going on around sports. If you're like me, you love all things sports. Locked On Today is the perfect podcast for you, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it's official. Trevor Bauer is not going to be a red. In 2021, we all knew it. We all saw it coming. It is now literally official. He has a number from the Dodgers. He is going to be a Dodger. All of that stuff. And and, and real quick too, before we jump to my next point about this, the the video that he released when he was announcing that he was going to the Dodgers, there were a lot of people that seemed to take umbrage with that, where he was just like, "The past doesn't matter. What happened last season is it doesn't matter." He's not saying that he hates it. He's not saying that he like is glad that he's out of Cincinnati. He's doing what any good athlete should do. You don't focus on the past, whether you were successful or you were a failure, you don't focus on the past. You focus on what's ahead of you. I took no umbrage with that. I think it was funny that I I think some people just like to get mad about stuff, but they were like, Oh, look at him disrespecting Cincinnati. I didn't get that at all. But Cincinnati is now missing Trevor Bauer. And how will they, replace him. No, I, I, I'm not saying how will the Reds get another Cy Young Award winner this year. That's not what I'm saying. If you look at the macro, because any player, whether they are a position player or a pitcher, has one goal, to help their team win games. 
And when you look at the 11 starts that Trevor Bauer provided the Reds in 73 innings pitched, the Reds won exactly 55% of those games. Yeah, that's it. 55%. It's not as if we're saying that every time he pitched, the Reds won. In fact, it was just barely every time he pitched, the Reds won more than half. Is that doable? Of course that's doable. And that's even talking about one of the worst statistical offenses in the major leagues. Batting average terrible. The OPS was up there, and it kind of tried to even out the numbers a little bit. But as far as runs scored, they were one of the lowest teams in the league. And you're talking about a pitcher who is talented enough to take a deficient offense and still provide the team with wins in 55% of his starts. Let's start off with the obvious. Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, absolutely those guys can do that. Those guys can pitch well enough that the Reds might be able to win more than 55% of their games, and that might be where they separate themselves so far as the standings are concerned. But Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, easy money that they can help the Reds win 55% of their games. Wade Miley is an interesting case. Wade Miley, I think from two years ago, no doubt, he helps the Reds win 55% of his starts. Wade Miley from last year, no doubt that he can't. So what are we going to get from him this season? Now, he only had four starts last year, so it's kind of a tiny sample size to even look at. But honestly, his fielding independent pitching of 4.7, that's, that's fine. You, you want it to be a little bit better. You know, that's a little bit worse than a quality start. Quality start is a 4.5 FIP or ERA, what have you. So you want it to be a little bit better than that, but that's not terrible. That's not horrible. In fact, when you look at Anthony DeSclafani, his stats say that he was worse than Wade Miley, but we don't remember it that way. Number one, because Disco's not here anymore. And we want to remember the good times about Disco. Because who doesn't want to remember the good times about Disco? And maybe I'm not even talking about the pitcher there. But the idea of Wade Miley is, will he bounce back enough that in 55% of his starts, the Reds win? I think so. The guy's a vet. The guy knows how to pitch. We're not sitting here saying he's a guy that's just up there throwing. And I think a lot of his deficiencies last year came from being hurt. And I think he's healthy now. Tyler Malley is another interesting case. In fact, when you look at last season, Tyler Malley was pretty darn good. He had a 3.59 ERA, slightly better than Sonny Gray's, actually. And his FIP said he was getting just a smidge lucky, but not a ton lucky. His FIP was 3.88. Overall, an amazing year for him. I think he continues to take that next step. And in fact, if he does, taking that next step would mean that the Reds win more than 50% of his starts because in his 10 starts, they were 5-5. and And I don't think it's going to take Tyler Malley that much to make up that 5%. I think they could totally do that. The wild cards now come into play in who's going to be the fifth starter. Is it going to be Michael Lorenzen? Is it going to be TJ Antone? Which really, the more and more that I look at it, I, I... put my support and I put my pick earlier this offseason on Michael Lorenzen being the fifth starter. The more I look at it, the more I'm liking TJ Anto. Dude came up through the minors as a starter. And in his spot starts last season was pretty phenomenal. 
for a dude who had never pitched in the major leagues to come up and make a total of four starts and give up in 16 and a third innings pitch, give up seven earned runs, three homers, 10 walks, and 18 strikeouts, that is pretty solid. And when you single out those four starts that he made, the Reds were one in three in those starts. He was 0-2 as a starter with two no decisions. But the interesting point about that was the run support that he received. In each of the four starts, this, these uh, were the numbers of runs that the Reds scored. In his first start, they didn't score any. In his second start, they ended up scoring six in that game, but they did it after he left because he only pitched four innings. Then in his third start, they only scored two. And then in his fourth start, they only scored one. So I think a lot of that, a lot of the idea that T.J. Yantone can provide wins in 55% of his starts is going to come from a better lineup. And a lot of that has to do with every pitcher, and a lot of that has to do with the entire season. It's going to hinge a lot more on the batting than it does on the pitching because I think the pitching is still very talented. Now, they are not deep. That is the one thing that's going to be a very big concern for the Reds in 2021 is does Luis Castillo get some kind of injury? Does Sonny Gray get some kind of injury? He kind of had a little bit of tweak of stuff here and there last season. Does that expand a little bit? Does that become more of an issue? Does Tyler Malley go down? Does Wade Miley go down? Because if one of these guys go down, then you really are looking at significant starting time for one of Jeff Hoffman, Jose De Leon, or Michael Lorenzen, or TJ Anton, whichever one of those two doesn't make the rotation. Because they did not go out and get depth from the free agent market. And now maybe this is the opportunity for Nick Lodolo and for Hunter Green to acquit themselves and show how good they can be at the major league level. Maybe an injury happens and they call one of those guys up. Probably not right away, but maybe later on in the season. It'll be interesting to see how they do that, but that will be a huge factor. But do the Reds have the talent? right now on the roster for their rotation to provide wins for the Reds and 55% of their starts? I think they do. And there's reason to be optimistic, even in the light of Trevor Bauer becoming a Los Angeles Dodger, especially if the offense can take that next step. We're going to talk a little bit more about the hitting on the next podcast as I talk about the acquisition of D. Strange Gordon. The Reds signed him to a minor league deal over the weekend with an invite to spring training. We're going to talk about what that means. It's not, it's funny because on the surface, when I saw that deal, I said to myself, oh my gosh, this guy's not the shortstop answer. But then C. Trent quieted those thoughts very quickly with a tweet that said, reports indicate that he will compete for a utility role. We'll talk about what that all means here on the next podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening today, though. Make sure if you are not already, you are subscribed. Hit that button that says subscribe there on the podcasting provider you're listening to right now. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. But that'll do it for us today. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the acquisition of D. Strange Gordon and what it means for the Reds. And, yeah, more lineup stuff. 
on tomorrow's podcast, but that'll do it for us today. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.